Well, what a year this has been. It's the end of 2020 and now is a great time to start planning 2021 and hit that ground running. You know, it's very easy as YouTube creators to get lost in the micro, lost in the day-to-day -day of hustle and grind of running a YouTube channel. So looking back at the end of the year and getting that helicopter view is always an amazing exercise to do. So let's do that together. Let me share with you what the vidIQ crew has thought about this year on their individual channels and of course on the vidIQ channel. What tips and tricks did we do this year? What experiment did we run? How did it shape up? Well, we're going to share all of this with you on today's episode of Tube Talk. Let's do this. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. My name is Liron Segev. I'm your host. I'm a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ where every day we help creators big and small level up their channels, get more subscribers, more views in less time. So it's December 2020, and this is an amazing opportunity for us to look back at our individual channel and ask ourselves a couple of simple questions. What have we learned this year? How are we going to improve our channels for next year? What is the roadmap actually looking like in 2021? I have asked several of the vidIQ creators to look back and share with us what kind of insights did they learn? What kind of tips do they have? What did they do right this year? And what are they going to take forward into 2021 to continue that amazing growth? Kicking us off is Jeff. Jeff has realized that by making a small change, his channel's comments and subscribers just exploded this year. What did Jeff do? Well, let Jeff tell you. Hi, my name is Jeffrey Mendez, and I am a customer success manager here at vidIQ. I work directly with our creators and customers to help them improve and grow their channels. In 2020, one of the things that I did notice or found out through experimentation on my own channel is the power of calls to action, whether they be to have subscribers subscribe to your channel, whether it is to drive engagement by asking questions of your audience and things of that nature, experimented with both including them and not include them over a period of 10 to 20 videos to see kind of what the differences are. And I noticed a noticeable decrease when I stopped asking people to subscribe to my channel, that there was a noticeable decrease in that. But also when I implemented a strategy of asking a question of the day in every single video, whatever it might be, it could be something as simple as, Hey, what kind of monitor are you watching this video on? Or what kind of headphones do you have on while you're watching my video? Things of that nature drove so much engagement. It was crazy. Something of two to three times more comments in my comment section. So as a good community building exercise, I think it was something very helpful, but I also noticed that it was probably anywhere from 15 to 20% more subscribers month over month when I use a verbal call to action to subscribe early in the video than not doing one at all. Pretty telling if you ask me, but that was 2020. I'm looking forward to 2021 and, you know, keep experimenting with your channels. You never know. One of those little things that you might do, one of those little small tweaks could make a huge difference years down the road. Take care. Right, next up is Alan. And Alan has also grown his channel tremendously this year. And this all happened when he had certain light bulb moments. Alan, what did you do in 2020? Hi, my name is Alan Spicer. And I am part of the customer success team at vidIQ. And in 2020, I was able to go to my very first conference, learn some very important things, 
and triple the size of my YouTube channel. Now, at the start of 2020, before the world went insane and we needed to lock ourselves indoors, I was very warmly invited to the VidCon in UK, based in London. I was really excited. I got to broaden my horizons and meet a lot of people. And it's at that point when you finally realise that there's other people within the creator space that think like you and wish to expand not only their knowledge and their channel, but also the, the network of people that they can communicate with. For a very long time, I was a solo creator, someone that created content solely for only his channel and only his audience. And for a very long time, that's how the creator growth track goes. You're very insular, you're very self-focused. But going to this conference allowed me to understand that I'm not alone. It's opened so many more doors. It means I'm now able to talk to people, bounce ideas off of people, colleagues, peers, and that's helped grow my YouTube channel. The things that I learned from going to VidCon and now having this extended network of other fellow creators that have been through similar kind of trials and tribulations has now meant that I've been able to rapidly improve the quality of not only my thumbnails, but understand the quality of content I needed to create, which led to understanding the need for more clickable thumbnails, moving my own personal click-through rate on my YouTube channel from 7% at the start of the year to over 11.5% as of today. This in itself has meant that my educational channel that teaches YouTube has now grown exponentially. I've just passed 26,000 subscribers and by the end of December I should hopefully hit 27,000 subscribers when I started the year with just 10,000 subscribers. Two and a half years of hard grind to get to 10,000 subscribers and then a lot of growth this year. 2020 for me, outside of the obvious, has been quite generous to me. I've been able to focus on my own personal development, not only my business and my YouTube channel, but in my personal life directly. I've also started going along the lines of starting to blog. For a very long time, I've been focused on the one medium that I'm very good at. I'm good at creating content. I'm good at creating videos. I'm good at entertaining and educating people. But I always sucked at writing content until I realized that your skill doesn't necessarily mean that you have to worry about a roadblock in that direction. So leaning once again on the network that I started to build at the start of the year by meeting all of these wonderful people and interacting with my work colleagues and my, my peers, I was able to understand that, yes, I may not be fantastic at writing, but if you hire around the things that you're bad at and double down on the things that you're good at, then you can actually make a rather large impact. This now means that my own personal blog drives traffic back to my YouTube channel, extends my brand outside my own personal channel, and helps me help more people within the niche to hopefully realise the success that they want to have with their business, their YouTube channel, their long-term golden dreams. I love working for vidIQ, and I love creating content, not only for myself, but also inspiring and motivating other creators to grow their own YouTube channel. And being part of the customer success team gives me a chance to do that on a regular basis. Help 
other people, other peers, other creators in the space realize that they're not alone. Because once you step outside that bubble and understand that you don't have to be a solo creator surrounded by friends that don't understand the creative need in you, and you can touch upon other YouTubers and other content creators, that is the biggest impact that you can have. And 2020 has given me that opportunity in spades. Alexi is next up and he's grown a test channel to over 10,000 subscribers in just a couple of months by doing this. Alexi, let's have it. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Alexi. I'm part of the customer success team at vidIQ. Uh, what I do on a daily basis is I speak to creators and I help them grow their channels. And uh, part of my job is to stay on top of things when it comes to YouTube because I have to know what's working so I can give uh, good advice to our clients. And at the end of 2020, I started a test YouTube channel to see what this YouTube Shorts thing is all about. Uh, like many of my colleagues, I was curious about the potential of this new traffic source. And uh, to keep it brief, uh, this test channel has been doing relatively well so far. In less than two months, it grew past 10,000 subscribers. It has 8 million views across all videos and it's eligible for monetization. And now you might say, wait a second, views from YouTube Shorts don't count towards monetization. And uh, that's true, but for this particular channel, YouTube Shorts only kickstarted the growth and now the videos are getting traffic from all other sources that actually do count towards monetization. So my advice to everyone is just go and make a YouTube Shorts channel. Uh, simply experiment with it. I truly believe it's one of those rare opportunities where you can actually grow your audience super fast. And I'm sure that in one or two years, we'll see new faces in the creator scene who will say something along the lines of, oh, you know what? Uh, back then, my YouTube journey started with YouTube Shorts. And you can become one of those creators if you start today. And last, but by no means least, we have Rob Wilson taking a look at VidIQ's channel over this past year. Rob, what insights can you share with us? Hi, everyone. My name is Rob Wilson. I am the YouTuber in residence here at vidIQ, which basically means I make all of the video content. And I'm here to talk to you about 2020. And does it need saying that 2020 was a roller coaster of a ride? Probably not. But before things went absolutely insane, 2020 got off to a rather serene and positive start for the channel and my strategies, which were to try and revisit some of our most popular content on our channel. Those being the big common questions on YouTube, how to get a thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time and update them for the things that I'd learned in those times and what had changed in the YouTube landscape. And those videos are really successful and have continued to be successful throughout the year. So this just reinforces the fact that if you are a, a, a thought leader or an ambassador for a particular keyword or search topic, you aren't banned from revisiting that topic and making more viable content if you can find it. Another thing that I was very keen to try and do this year was to maintain channel focus on our audience and their huge needs, which continue to be in a very basic manner, how to get more views and how to get more subscribers and taking them beyond those general questions into more nuanced answers. Rather than what we fell into a little bit last year, which was chasing the YouTube dramas, whether that be PewDiePie versus T-Series, James Charles and the uh, subscriber races that were going on. Yes, 
they did bring in views and a new audience to the channel. But you always run the risk of being unable to satisfy those audiences when you go back to the meat and drink of your channel. And for us, it was YouTube education. So I can't remember doing any drama type of content this year. And I think this helped establish a continuing library of useful educational content for all sorts of YouTube channels. And when COVID-19, the pandemic, and the lockdown hit, our channel was primed to serve all of those new creators who came onto the platform with little to do other than create their channels and hopefully spread a message and perhaps build influence, income, and as Sean Cannell and Benji Travis say, impact uh, on uh, YouTube. And we saw a phenomenal growth in our channel. I think over the course of the months of May and uh, August, our numbers were double because there were so many more people on YouTube wanting to be creators. And perhaps this was like a, a delayed payoff in a, in a weird sense in that we'd spent years building up this library of content about how to get more views and more subscribers. And as YouTube ballooned in those summer months, we were able to serve a growing audience on YouTube. So remember that when you create content, you're not necessarily creating it for today. You're creating it for the rest of YouTube's existence, especially if it's evergreen content. That's, of course, not to say that the pandemic or COVID-19 was a good thing. And we're now uh, hopefully seeing the light at the end of a tunnel with uh, vaccines being released and people being able to go back to their normal lives. More generally speaking, yet again, 2020 was another year when we discovered that it's not too late to start a YouTube channel. With phenomenal success from gaming channels such as Dream and all of these, I called them quarantine creators who were starting channels and blowing up because there was such a big audience on YouTube. And that's always going to continue, whether it be this year, next year, going into the next decade. People are always worried about whether it's too late to start on YouTube. It's never too late to start on YouTube. It's always too late to start on YouTube if you always say tomorrow, because you'll never start a channel. And YouTube is now offering us more opportunities to create content such as YouTube Shorts. They're dabbling in this TikTok area where you have to make videos of less than 60 seconds in vertical video format. And again, we've seen small creators really capitalize on this area of the platform. Just today, I was speaking to a channel that does 3D modeling and they had maybe tens of thousands of views coming into September. And they started making YouTube shorts. And now they are generating tens of millions of views every single day. As I speak, there are 850,000 subscribers and they have, I think, 430 million views. And that was achieved in a little over three months, which is incredible. Now, I'm not telling all of you to go out there and start making YouTube shorts right now, but... It's just an example of leveraging the platform to your advantage to serve an audience 
that you know you can deliver real value to. I'm still learning though. There are a lot of things that this year I haven't really nailed. I want to improve my presentation, my presence and charisma on camera. And I still don't think I've quite nailed that yet. And when I look into the analytics objectively, I can see that still the audience view duration is not where I would like it to be on vidIQ. And so that's what I'm going to try and target next year in terms of presentation. I still feel personally, again, that the vidIQ thumbnails are a, a 7 out of 10. But as a YouTube growth education channel, we want to get it up to 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. I'm still not satisfied and maybe that's a good thing and a bad thing in that I want to strive to be even more successful and hopefully with that the channel continues to grow but I've also got to remember that perfect isn't always the ultimate goal done is better than perfect but if my done continues to be a better done than before but it never reaches perfection then I'll have to satisfy with that did that make any sense I'm not sure it's the end of the year. We all need to take a break. Happy holidays. Merry New Year, which isn't really a term. It's more Happy New Year. That's what I was looking for. Happy New Year. And I'll see you all in 2021. So finally, a quick word from me. In 2020, I've had an amazing growth on my tech channel. And I did that by following very simple rules. I really paid attention to the audience. I really niched down and focused on three core topics that my audience were responding to and appreciating on my channels, and I simply made more and more of those videos. The next thing I did was focus on audience retention. I wanted to work on those first 30 seconds. I know that if people are not hooked in and are not engaged from the moment they click play, well, they're going to leave the videos because there's so much options out there. There's so many more videos that they can watch. So I spent 2020 really homing in and experimenting with an opening formula, a hook to try grabs people's attention and really get them engaged in that video. Because if you got them for the hook, I figured, well, the more people that stay on, the more opportunity they have to listen to more and more of my content. And you know, people get more and more forgiving the more time they spent with you on your video. At the beginning, they cannot wait to leave. They want to see the next video if this doesn't meet their expectations. But the more they listen to you, the more they go through your videos, the more they're engaged with you as a creator and become a lot more forgiving. And remember, that audience that gets amazing value from you are likely to hit that subscribe button and are likely to return and watch more and more and more. So focusing on that retention and not losing that audience right from the beginning was my big mission. And then the next one was really focusing on thumbnails. I did this very late into the year, started with a new thumbnail strategy. So far, it seems to be working, and I'm going to continue to experiment with that as we head into 2021. Now, I really believe that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right now, each and every creator listening to this podcast needs to be in planning mode for content for 2021. Identify any tentpole events that you can tap into. What experiments will you be running on your channels? Have you written them down? Different styles, different templates, maybe different thumbnails, maybe shorter videos, longer videos, maybe experiment with a shorts channel, or just focus on keeping that audience retention. All of those experiments are going to lead to growth. Either you're going to learn what works, or you're going to learn what doesn't work so that you can avoid that and focus on the stuff that works. Plan these out so you can have amazing start to 2021 
where you're not just simply going from video to video hoping that things will work out. Let's have a plan. Have a safe and happy holidays and I look forward to continuing the YouTube conversation with you in 2021. Thank you for listening to Tube Talk. I will catch you in the new year. Thanks for hanging out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.